जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी
यमुना तेरा वनचारे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे परमहंस परिव्राजकाचार्य अष्टोत्र सत श्री श्रीमद डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी महाराज श्रील प्रभुपाद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय समवेत भक्त वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांगा ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्रील प्रभुपाद Okay, we'll continue with our reading of Shrimad Bhagavatam from Canto One, Chapter Six, titled "Conversation Between Narada and Vyasadeva," and we are on text twenty-seven. Please repeat: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om 
ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮತೆರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ನ ಶಕ್ತ ಮಲಾತ್ಮನ ಕಾಲಪ್ರಾಧುರಭೂತ್ಕಾಲೇತ್ಸೌಧಾಮನೀಯಥಮತೆರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ನಕ್ತಮಲಾತ್ಮನ ಕಾಲಪ್ರಾಧುರಭೂತ್ಕಾಲೇತ್ಸೌಧಾಮನೀಯಥಮತೆರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಮಲಾತ್ಮನ ಕಾಲಪ್ರಾಧುರಭೂತ್ಕಾಲೇತ್ಸೌಧಾಮನೀಯತೃಷ್ಣಮತೆರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಮಲಾತ್ಮನ ಕಾಲಪ್ರಾಧುರಭೂತ್ಕಾಲೇತ್ಸೌಧಾಮನೀಯಥಮತೆರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಶಕ್ತಮಲಾತ್ಮನ ಕಾಲಪ್ರಾಧುರಭೂತ್ಕಾಲೇತ್ಸೌಧಾಮನೀಯಥ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಾಯ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ದಸ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮತೆ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಫುಲ್ಲಿ ಅಬ್ಸಾರ್ಬ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಥಿಂಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಓ ವ್ಯಾಸದೇವ ನಾಟ್ ಅಶಕ್ತ ಆಫ್ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಚ್ಡ್ ಅಮಲ ಆತ್ಮನ ಆಫ್ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಫ್ರೀ from all material dirt kalaha death pradurabhut become visible kale in the course of time tadit lightning saudhamani illuminating yatha as it is translation and so o brahmana vyasadeva in due course of time i who was fully absorbed in thinking of krishna and who therefore had no attachments being completely freed from all material taints met with death as lightning and illumination occurs simultaneously please repeat and so o brahmana vyasadeva in due course of time i who was fully absorbed in thinking of krishna and who therefore had no attachments being completely freed from all material taints met with death as lightning and illumination occurs simultaneously purport to be fully absorbed in the thought of thought of krishna means clearance of material dirts or hankerings as a very rich man has no hankerings for small petty things so also a devotee of lord krishna 
who is guaranteed to pass on to the kingdom of God, where life is eternal, fully cognizant and blissful, naturally has no hankerings for petty material things, which are like dolls or shadows of reality and are without permanent value. That is the sign of spiritually enriched persons. And in due course of time, when a pure devotee is completely prepared, all of a sudden the change of body occurs, which is commonly called death. And for the pure devotee, such a change takes place exactly like lightning and illumination follows simultaneously. That is to say, a devotee simultaneously changes his material body and develops a spiritual body by the will of the Supreme. Even before death, a pure devotee has no material affection. Due to his body's being spiritualized like a red-hot iron in contact with fire. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guron Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpataru Bhyasya Kripasindubhyaye Vacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimathe Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Paschatyade Shatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, <clears throat> this is a continuation of the conversation between Shila Vyasadeva and Narada Muni. Uh, and this uh, text that we read is very much relevant to why the conversation uh, actually started. Srila Vyasadeva was not satisfied uh, in spite of um, compiling the Vedas, all the Puranas, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana and he still didn't feel satisfaction. And then he inquired from his spiritual master Narada Muni uh, for the reason for his dissatisfaction. And Narada Muni explains to him that in all the Vedas and the Puranas that he had compiled so far, he hadn't directly spoken about the ultimate aim of life or Krishna himself directly. Uh, Everybody in this material world, uh, by their natural propensity, is hankering after material sense gratification. And the Vedas and the Puranas that Srila Vyasadeva had compiled uh, so far had in fact... Uh, encouraged material sense gratification. Uh, 96% of the Vedas, they say, is karmakanda, uh, which means uh, it says that you do such and such a sacrifice, you perform such and such an activity, and then you will get uh, some material uh, gratification in return. So, uh, although that is useful in a sense that it uh, allows the people in general to accept authority of somebody who is supreme, and follow some rules and regulations, but it is not the uh, ultimate aim of life or the purpose of human form of life. So, uh, and then uh, Narada Muni uh, asked Srila Vyasadeva to write Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the Amala Purana 
the cream of the cream the spotless purana uh, uh, shri chaitanya mahaprabhu would say and uh, over the course of this conversation uh, narada muni is uh, explaining his past life on how he actually became narada muni i would like to read the previous uh, translation just to get the context because this is a continuation of uh, uh, the 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 context of the previous verse in the previous verse uh, nardamuni says thus i began chanting the holy name and fame of the lord by repeated recitation ignoring all the formalities of the material world such chanting and remembering of the transcendental pastimes of the lord are benedictory so doing i traveled all over the earth fully satisfied humble and en- unenvious and then this was and so o brahmana vyasadeva in due course of time i who was fully absorbed in thinking of krishna and who therefore had no attachments being completely freed from all material taints met with death as lightning and illumination occur simultaneously and shila prabhupad starts his purport by uh, defining what fully absorbed in the thought of krishna consciousness fully absorbed in the thought of krishna means or what krishna consciousness means he says that fully absorbed in the thought of krishna means clearance of material dirts or hankerings so as long as we have any material hankering or dirt it is impossible for us to fully absorb ourselves uh, in krishna and krishna says um, uh, in in the bhagavad gita uh, how this actually starts to develop dhyayato vishayan pumsa sangasteshu bajayate sangat sanjayate kama kama krodho bijayate right so all of us have this natural tendency to desire for things hmm? and it starts with a desire everything starts with a desire dhyayato vishayan pumsa and our desire is fixed on the object of our senses and when this desire starts to when we constantly com- contemplate on this desire dhyayato when we start constantly contemplating uh, it starts to become an attachment sangat uh, sanjayate khama and this attachment slowly slowly turns into lust lust essentially means intense desire to satisfy i need it without that i cannot live you know uh, and this lust turns into uh, krodha anger and this is always the case um, if if i want anything uh, materially that desire turns into attachment and that lust will always lead to anger and frustration is is what krishna is saying and we can think of it in in two ways uh, one is very straightforward um yeah kama krodho vijayate krodhat bhavati sammoha exactly sorry the exactly so that's the first aspect that i am attached to something uh, i want to get it but i cannot get it so that leads to frustration and that it le- in, in turn leads to uh, anger and anger turns into illusion illusion turns into bewilderment and at that point we are not able to think very clearly everything that we do is very muddled at that point that's a very straightforward thing that krishna is saying but the second option krishna says it will always turn into frustration and anger the attachment that we have what if we get what we are actually attached to uh, why will that turn into anger yes we are expecting something from yes yeah two things it's related uh, right so you you are expecting something out of it when you're attached to something either you're not satisfied by it and one of the reasons why you're sat- not satisfied by it could be you're not, not able to control it also right so there is always going to be dissatisfaction in anything material that we are uh, going to uh, desire in this world because it can never satisfy us because that is not our original nature right as spirit souls we will never be satisfied by anything that is material um, that that is one thing and what if we are actually Uh, satisfied with what we get krishna still says uh, that will turn into anger why why will that turn into anger yes the key point is those things are temporary in nature right even if we think we like the thing that we deserved 
desired and we actually got the thing, everything in this material world is temporary. At some point, it will be snatched away from us. And when, when the point it is snatched away from us, we will move into frustration and then uh, it will turn into anger. And therefore, anything that we desire in this material world is never going to satisfy us. And Krishna also says in, in the Bhagavad Gita, Yehi samsparsha jhaboga dukkha yonaya evate adhyantavanta kaunteya nateshu ramate buddha. This is a, this is from the fifth chapter of the Gita. He is uh, describing karma yoga. In, in fact, nishkama karma at this point. He is talking about uh, an intelligent person or, or, or a pure devotee of the Lord. His, his thinking. He says, Yehi samsparsha jhaboga. Any happiness that we achieve from the contact of the material senses with its sense objects is only going to produce misery. Dukkha yone evate. That is a seed for misery in this uh, in this material world. Adhyanta vanta kaunteya nateshu ramate buddha. An intelligent person does not take part in the sources of misery which are due to contact with material senses. O son of Kunti, such pleasures have a beginning and an end and so the wise man does not delight in them. This is a very uh, radical thing that Krishna is saying. That even the happiness that you get in this material world is a seed for misery that you are going to experience in the future. Although you might think that at this moment you are happy, that happiness is actually a seed that you are planting for misery that you are going to experience in the future. Because every single activity that Krishna is describing here, we can think about all the activities that we are performing throughout a, throughout the day. Anything that has a beginning and an end (laughs) is going to produce misery, is what Krishna is saying. And hence, an intelligent person does not partake in such an activity that has a beginning and an end. And if you think about all the activities that we are performing, or all the material activities that we are performing, it has a beginning and an end. The material activities are not eternal. And therefore, we might feel a drop of happiness or we might think it's a drop of happiness. In fact, it is the absence of happiness that we think is happiness in this material world. The, the material world is described as uh, samsara. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the ocean, huge ocean, where we are constantly being dunked in the ocean. Our face is being constantly dunked in the ocean. And then at one moment, we are coming out of the ocean and gasping for breath. And that's happiness for us. Oh, I'm happy I'm able to take a breath. And then we are again being dunked. Uh, in this material world. So, what in essence we are thinking happiness is actually an absence of misery. That is the utmost happiness that we can get uh, in this in this material world. And hence, um, uh, Rishabdev says to his sen- uh, sons, Nayam deho deha bajam riloke kashtan kaman arhate vidbujam ye Tapo divyam putra karyena satvam shudhyasmad brahma shaukyam twanantam. This is a verse that Prabhupada would quote very, very often. And it, the translation is My dear sons, there is no reason to labor very hard for sense pleasure while in this human form of life. Such pleasures are available to the stool eaters, hogs. Rather, you should undergo penances in this life by which your existence will be purified. And as a result, you'll be able to enjoy unlimited transcendental bliss. So, so this is the thinking of an intelligent person, right? The, the material hankerings that we have in this material world is available to even the hogs and dogs. It is not something that is, uh, that we have to endeavor so hard for. We don't have to do so much work to achieve this happiness. It is freely available to the dogs and even the hogs, uh, Rishabdev is saying. And hence, the, the main purpose or duty of this human form of life is to undergo penances or to have tapasya. And via, through this tapasya, we can un- achieve this unlimited transcendental bliss that we are hankering for. That is our very nature, ananda. That ananda mayo bhyasat. Prabhupada would often quote this Vedic uh, injunction that we are always seeking pleasure, but we are seeking pleasure in a pile of dirt, a pile of garbage in this material world. Um, there, there is a there is a spider called the black widow. 
does, uh, does anybody know why it's called the black widow? The reason? Exactly. The one is straightforward. The spider is black in color. But what happens is this black widow, when it's mating with its male, rips the head of the male after mating. And the 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 default fundamental uh, pleasure in this material world is sex pleasure, isn't it? Both gross and subtle. Uh, gross is uh, like what these spiders, black widows are um, uh, experiencing. And subtle is pleasure, honor, prestige, all, all that. Uh, not pleasure, honor, prestige. And all these subtle things that uh, we are expecting. And when we look at the case of the black widow, it's actually disgusting for us. Right? For this pleasure, you want to get your head ripped off. And when the, when the demigods look at the pleasures that we are experiencing, uh, or the Gandharvas, or the higher planetary uh, uh, living beings, it is disgusting for them, the pleasures that we are trying to grossly enjoy with our uh, senses. And when Brahma looks at the pleasures that uh, the, the demigods are experiencing, it is disgusting for him. And in fact, it is compared that the pleasure that a hale and healthy man who, who can achieve anything and everything that he wants in this material world is, uh, the, the, is compared to the happiness that the Gandharvas can experience. Uh, Gandharvas are living beings in the higher planetary systems who, can, who don't have to experience pleasure through gross sense activities. Uh, the, the, their happiness is hundred times more than the happiness that can achieved by can be achieved by a hale and healthy uh, human who can do anything and everything that he wants in this uh, Bhuloka Earth. And the happiness achieve, uh, experienced by the demigods is hundred times more than that of the Gandharvas. And the happiness that Lord Brahma can experience in this material world is hundred times more than what the demigods can achieve. And the happiness that Lord Brahma experiences is compared to not even a drop of happiness that you can achieve by uh, practicing bhakti. Uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, it's anandham budivardhanam pratipadam purnamrita swadhanam. That this happiness that we can achieve out of bhakti is like, uh, is like, is like a huge unlimited ocean. We try to swim and swim and swim to its shore and the shore expands. And we try to swim and swim and swim and the shore keeps on expanding and expanding and expanding and it is constantly, eternally expanding. That is the happiness that all of us are hankering for. And instead, we are trying to achieve happiness by thinking that we are this body and I am, uh, that by satisfying these senses, I will become happy. But in fact, Krishna is saying that that happiness is only going to lead you to the to misery. And therefore, Krishna says, Bhoktaram yajna tapasam sarva loka maheshwaram surdam sarva bhutanam jnatvamam shantim ruchyati. Bhoktaram yajna tapasam. In any activity, uh, whether material or spiritual, that we endeavor, there is definitely some austerity that we perform. There is penances that we, that we perform. For somebody who goes to a 9 to 5 job like me, I have to go day in and day out and perform this austerity of traveling so far, working my socks off, coming back traveling for two hours, in any material activity that we can think of, there is always this uh, penance and austerity uh, that we uh, uh, undergo. And we think that the result of those penances and activities are for my enjoyment. Isn't it? All of us work so hard so that we can enjoy the results of all those uh, austerities and penances that we have put in. When in fact, if we start enjoying those fruits then the, the paradox in this world is that it is only going to cause us misery. It is not going to give us happiness that we are thinking we will, we will achieve. And in, in, instead, Krishna says, I am the bhokta, I am the enjoyer. Bhoktaram yajna tapasam. I am the enjoyer of all the sacrifice and tapasya, all the austerities in this world. And hence, give me the fruits of those uh, results and in, in turn, through that, you will achieve happiness. And that happiness is eternal. Nobody can take it away from us. That, that is eternal. And Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. Krishna says, I am the controller, uh, the proprietor of all the worlds. And all of us have this tendency to be our own controllers, like you said, in our own sphere. 
isn't it? All of us want to, we have a very small sphere that we can, we try to control. And yet, if we think hard about it, uh, <laughs> we, it, it is a very futile attempt to even think that we are the controllers. In fact, Krishna says for any activity to take place, there are three uh, things that can happen or three uh, people who have to support. One is us, as the spirit souls, we desire. That is the only thing that we can do. And second, the material nature, through its uh, uh, three modes of nature, helps to uh, fructify the desire if Krishna sanctions it. Krishna is a sanctioner. Only if Krishna sanctions will even our desire be satisfied. So, Krishna is the controller. And we, if we come to recognize that fact, that's such a burden off of our shoulders. You know, we try to control so many things and we are frustrated because we are not able to control so many things that we want to control. But when we accept the idea that Krishna is the supreme controller, then uh, there is so much burden that's taken uh, out of our shoulders. And and Krishna qualifies this by saying, he is suhurdam sarva bhutanam. And such a controller, if he is a dictator, then it's going to be a big problem. Isn't it? We have seen so many dictators in this material world who take complete control and destroy all the lives of uh, people that they are trying to control. But such a controller, Krishna, is Suhridam. He is the best friend of everybody. He is not a cruel master. You know, we serve so many masters in this material world and they are very, very ungrateful. But Krishna is not such a master. Krishna is the most merciful master that we can ever get. And he is the best friend of everybody. And he wants the best for all of us. And most of the masters that we serve in this material world are not satisfied by even the best of what we do. You know, we try to do so many things so that we want to satisfy our bosses at work or our relatives or wives or so many other people that we want to satisfy. But we can never satisfy them. Uh, because they can never get satisfaction from what we do. That is That is one thing. We are limited in nature. But... Krishna is satisfied by even very little that we do. Krishna says, Neha Bikrama Nasosti Pratyavayona Vidyati Swalpam Apyasya Dharmasya Trayato Mahato Bayat. That even if we perform little bhakti, Krishna is very satisfied. And that little bhakti, Krishna is having a, having it eternally in our bank accounts. He does not rob us. He, he does not, Think about any activity that you perform in this world and if it isn't 100% to completion. Say you go to a school, you are going through the entire school year and somehow you fail your final test. The teacher doesn't say that, oh, you've put in so much effort throughout the year, uh, you're only failed in the final test. It's okay. Why You, you come to the next grade. It's, it's fine. Nobody says that. You fail. You work so hard in your jobs uh, and then one time you fail, then probably you might get fired. But Krishna, even if you fail, Krishna is happy. That you put in so much efforts to satisfy Krishna. Krishna doesn't see the results of what we are trying to do. In fact, Krishna sees only the intention of what we are bringing into the activity of what we are performing. That is the master that we are trying to serve. And such a master is eternally grateful for what we are doing. Krishna is such a master that... Uh, in the Bhagavatam, there is a beautiful verse. It's Aho bakiyam stanakala kutam jigam siyapayadapya sadvi lebegatim dat ruchitam tatonyam kamvadayalum sharanam vrajema. This is a conversation between uh, Vidura and Uddhava. And Krishna has just left the planet and Uddhava is in such an emotional state that he is talking about remembering all the activities and pastimes of Krishna. And he's uh, talking about one such most magnanimous pastime that Krishna performed. Aho Bakiyam, this Baki is the son of, uh, this, sorry, the sister of Bhakasura. This is Putana. And what did Putana do? She came to poison Krishna by uh, poisoning her nipples when she was going to feed Krishna. And what did Krishna do to Putana? Krishna gave her the highest uh, position you can you can deserve or even think of. That she became the maidservant of Krishna, the nurse of Krishna, isn't it, in the spiritual world? She was able to uh, get that position. And what did Krishna see? She, he saw not the action of Putana, but the intent of Putana that she wanted to give milk. You know, Krishna is such a person that if your actions are wrong and your intentions are nice, Krishna finds a way to say, hey, his intentions were good. 
his actions might have been bad and similarly if even your actions are okay but your intentions are bad krishna say, krishna says okay his intentions might have been bad but his action was good he, we are trying to serve such a master that somehow or the other he is trying to figure out a way to give give us his mercy you know and more merciful than krishna is shri chaitanya mahaprabhu right namo mahavadanyaya he is the most munificent of all incarnations and we just had the the beautiful gaur purnima festival yesterday and after a year it was so happy to be with so many devotees isn't it the morning program yesterday was so ecstatic and uh, chaitanya chandra prabhu was leading the mangalartik it was one of the most amazing mangalartiks i've attended in in a long time we've lost the taste of what it would be with uh, to be in the association of devotees you know that is we when when krishna takes something away from us then we actually realize what we have been taken for, we've been taken uh, taking for granted all these uh, years and that is the uh, that is what i i would like to speak to conclude we are almost there that this happiness that we can achieve in this material world is only through contact with krishna and such a contact with krishna can be achieved only in the association of devotees that is the beginning of bhakti like adau shraddha tatha sadhu sangha only among the association of devotees can we progress in our bhakti or else it is simply impossible for us to uh, uh, think of even bhakti you know and that is what uh, uh, rupa goswami emphasizes so many times in his nectar of instructions and before even we go there uh, if it starts with uh, in, in the progress of bhakti sadhu sangha and uh, bhajana kriya isn't it we start with the practice of bhakti and to conclude with the, the topic that we've been discussing is this material hankering and all of us have these senses material senses we have been conditioned by these material senses so all of us have this tendency to enjoy our senses but rupa goswami says in his nectar of instructions that we should try to control the urge vacho vegam manasa krodha vegam jihva vegam udaropasta vegam etan veganyo vishahet dira sarvam api mam prithivimsa sishyat that we have this urge to vacho vegam to to speak manasa krodha vegam the urges of mind and anger jihva vegam urges of the tongue udaropasta vegam the belly and the genitals these urges are constantly pushing us is what rupa goswami is saying and etan vegan yo vishaheta dhira a sober person who can control the urges of his all these senses is capable of taking disciples all over the world but how do we control the senses isn't it that is the question that all of us need to ask and it is impossible to artificially control our senses and that is why bhakti is amazing you know bhakti doesn't say that you artificially control your senses Uh, that is where the mayavadis or the buddhists would come and say you have this desire and these senses are the problem just kill the desire uh, or the the mayavadis would come just if you eat rice just pour water in the rice and eat it so that the the sense pleasure is not really uh, achieved you know then you won't hanker for more but yet bhakti is so amazing that we don't want to stop the activities of the senses but in fact we want to dovetail the activities of the senses Uh, so that it can please the master of the senses rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchate that is bhakti you know so uh, and propad quotes this verse in the first half of the bhagavad gita so many times savai mana krishna padara vindayor vacham sivai kunta gunarnu varnane this is the description of ambarish maharaj from shrimad bhagavatam where he used every single sense it was the service of the krishna he used to use his eyes to see the deities beautiful forms of the deities of the krishna used his ears to hear beautiful krishna katha used his tongue to speak krishna katha and sing the glories and holy names of krishna and in such a way we can uh, use all our senses in krishna's uh, uh, service and the program that prabhupada has given us every single one of them is Uh, uh to achieve exactly this so that at no point during the day will our senses be used for our own sense gratification and instead it will be used to satisfy uh krishna's sense and in that way uh, we can achieve happiness and when we gradually practice this bhakti devotional service 
among the association of devotees that is so important that only then can we make progress in this uh, in this path of bhakti in our own we are very weak it is impossible for us to uh, progress uh, by our own endeavor only by the mercy of the devotees vancha kalpatarubhyasha right they are the devotees uh, association is so very important and Rupa Goswami stresses this so many times, three, four times in his Nectar of Instructions. Nectar of Instructions has just 11 verses. And in these 11 verses, Rupa Goswami talks about association so many times. And he speaks about Atyahara prayasasya prajalpo niyamagraha jana sangascha laulyamcha. He talks about the six things that we should, uh, uh, we should avoid if we have to progress in the path of bhakti. And he says, Jana Sangascha Laulyamcha. Jana Sangha. We have to avoid the association of uh, materialistically minded people. And then he says, Utsahan Nishayat Dairyat Tat Karma Pravartanat Sangatyagat Satovritte Sangatyagat Satovritte. Again, he emphasizes Sangatyagat, which means uh, moving away from the association of materialistically minded, minded people and Satovritte, following the footsteps of uh, devotees and in fact he goes to give a complete verse on how we actually have to associate and what actually association means and that in itself is a big topic but he says dadati prati grihnati guhyam akyati prachiti bhungte bojayate chaiva shadvidam priti lakshanam how we can associate lovingly with the devotees and all these loving exchanges happened yesterday dadati prati grihnati guhyam akyati prachiti bhungte bojayate chaiva so this this is the way we can associate with devotees and my spiritual master always gives this example of uh, uh, Vrindavan where in Vrindavan Nanda Maharaj is the king and everybody uh, is uh, a good citizen of Vrindavan no? all the Rajavasis, the Gopas and the Gopis are very nice citizens of Vrindavan and each of them had their own set of like-minded devotees to serve Krishna. You know, all the gopas had their own groups, the gopis had their groups, the elder gopas had their groups. They found their like-minded association, devotees, so that they could, in the, in the, in their association, they could serve Krishna. And each of them had a personal, independent relationship with Krishna also. And it, it is very similar in, in our ISKCON also. You know, all of us have to be very nice citizens of ISKCON. In the sense, we have very nice cordial relationships with all the devotees in ISKCON. But we have to find our own uh, like-minded devotee association. Where in that association, we can have these six kinds of loving exchanges in a deep personal way. Because our movement is not an impersonal movement. You know, Nirvisesha uh, Shunyavad, that was Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra, his mission. But... And many times our dealings with the devotees become very impersonal. But we need to find out uh, uh, our close-minded, uh, uh, clo- no, not close-minded, our close like-minded uh, association where uh, we can have these six kinds of exchanges that can actually nourish the seed of bhakti. You know, this is very, very important. And then all of us have to have a personal individual relationship with Prabhupada through our spiritual masters. But this is very much important because Prabhupada is the founder Acharya of ISKCON and he is the primary Siksha Guru of everybody in ISKCON. So all of us uh, should have a relationship with Srila Prabhupada and in that way we can progress in our bhakti. And Prabhupada has given everything that we need in this movement, all the infrastructure that we need for us to progress in the path of bhakti. And if we can uh, stick to the process... There will be hard days. That's where the association will help us. You know, not all days are going to be smooth. So if we stick to the process and like Narada Muni is saying, there will be a time when we will have progressed and when we are ready, where we will have no material attachments and we are completely freed from material taints and we are completely absorbed in the thought of Krishna. You see, removing material taints is the negative aspect but the most positive aspect that we have to go for is being completely absorbed in Krishna the others are a byproduct of it it will automatically happen detachment from this material world will automatically happen when we are attached to Krishna and when that happens when we are ready Krishna will take us back home back to Godhead just like how he took Narada Muni like lightning and illumination there is absolutely no time you know, no time difference when the lightning happens the illumination automatically happens and when we will go back home back to Godhead when we are at that point. And hopefully, uh, I pray that all of us can progress nicely on the path of bhakti that Prabhupada has charted out for us, which is chanting, feasting and dancing. <laughs> what can be more amazing and simple than the program that Prabhupada has given us 
uh, and one day all of us can go back and serve Krishna in the spiritual world. So uh, I'll stop here. So we have a few minutes. If you have any questions or comments, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that's a that's a really really nice point. That at least I, when I was taking up bhakti initially, I thought it would be like a magic wand. <laughs> you know, I've taken up bhakti, everything is gone. But like Krishna says, you have to fight your battles. It's not as if everything is going to come on a platter. We put our endeavor in and then Krishna is going to give us his mercy. Krishna is asking Arjuna, you have to fight. You know, think of me, but you have to fight. You know, okay, we are there in this material world. So many things are happening. But if we keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, then Krishna and the entire Guru Parampara is there to help us. And for those who are not able to hear, uh, Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu was mentioning two very nice points about how this... Uh, in the, in the initially we were talking about how the, the cycle of anger and frustration and anger and it's not just the endeavor uh, the anger and frustration just that happens at that point but it's also the karmic reactions that happen as a as a result of those activities that we are endeavoring in that again causes to suffer misery you know come back again because of the uh, uh, karmic reactions that we have and bhakti how it uh, he was saying that uh, the mayavadis and the impersonalists uh, try to curb the senses but also the yogis also try to uh, artificially uh, uh, curb their senses and how bhakti is the topmost uh, practice that we can uh, have in, uh, to achieve the topmost success yes thank you Prabhu. even krishna's killing is merciful you know <laughs> it might think from the outside that Krishna is in the other side. He's trying to kill so many millions of people. And even then, Krishna is only doing the best uh, for them. You know, they're going back to the spiritual world. It's amazing. Somehow or the other, we have to come in contact with Krishna. That's all we need to do. Prabhupada says that for a, for a rich man's son, the only thing that he needs to do is just survive. If he survives, then he going, he's going to get all the inheritance. Isn't it? So, somehow or the other, ena kena prakarena, Rupa Goswami says, somehow or the other, constantly be in the association of devotees. And I've heard this um, uh, from, from a friend of mine. So, he was doing the Vrajamandal Parikrama. And then, uh, at the end, he was talking to Loknath Maharaj on, on some instruction that he, he can take. Loknath Maharaj leads the Vrajamandal Parikrama in Vrindavan. So, the one advice that he gave to him, that he told me, which I, I, I've been carrying, and it it's makes perfect sense for me, is he said that in the Kumbha Mela, if you're in the periphery, Kumbha Mela is this huge gathering of people that happens in the Triveni Sangha, three rivers uh, uh, combined at that point, uh, that everybody's trying to take a dip there. In, in that Kumbha Mela, it's impossible to go and take a dip if you're in the periphery. If you're on the outside, it's impossible. But Maharaj said, in the Kumbha Mela, if you can be in the middle somehow, you go in the middle. You don't even have to try to endeavor for anything. They'll just push you and you will take the dip. You know, like that. Don't ever be in the periphery. Always be in the midst of devotees, in the association of devotees. In, in that way, even in our weakness, you know, some of the devotees push us uh, to, to get the goal, to our goal. So, like that, they are very merciful. Krishna is not, I mean, personally not there now. He is only there through his devotees, through Prabhupada's books, words that we have, through all the Sangha that we have here in the Kalachanjida. So, or anywhere that we, where we are. So, that, that will help us. So, we'll stop here. It's 8.35 already. So, Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind ki jai. Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bol.